The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. Thank you all for listening. We have a great show today, and part of it is going to be about preparedness, which I've promised on and off for eons now and have given you little bits of. But we're really going to go in-depth in terms of preparedness. And if you needed to be prepared, what is it that you'd have on hand, and how would you pack your bag, so to speak? In addition to that, we have... Lawrence Rifkin, who is one of the premier doctors, dentists in the Beverly Hills area. He does cosmetic dentistry, he does restorative dentistry, and I can vouch in person he's a great dentist. So he's going to talk to us about the latest in dentistry today, so stay tuned for that because that's coming up. But first I want to share with you about the Autism Summit. This Friday is the last day that you can register for all access free pass to the entire Autism Summit this weekend. So if you missed it up till now, you can register on Friday and only on Friday for the free pass for the entire weekend and you can learn from all the amazing healers, speakers, and yours truly even for parents suffering from the stress of autism about ways in which that you can combat that and work with it. You have an opportunity here that is going to educate you as to what this epidemic is about. And it's not just physical. So different people are coming from different perspectives to share with us how this is going to be almost a 1 in 10 for us coming up in the next few years. 1 in 10 children are going to have autism based on the numbers that they're looking at right now. And this is not something that's going to affect everybody over there. This is something that's going to impact us everywhere. So it's to our, in our best interest, rather, to explore this and understand how we can better work with this and understand all the different facets of autism and educate ourselves so that we can work together toward integrating and finding solutions that will not only help heal those affected by autism, but support those who are working with it within their families, and most importantly, perhaps prevent it in some ways as well, and find what Dr. Andrea Labuti talks about as the hidden silver lining in it. And she was on the show that we had back in June, so you can check that out and go back and listen to it. And you can listen to our number two show, Vaxxed. It's a very controversial movie. I was there with the cast of the movie, and I say cast lightly because it was real life cast. And 
We had the interview here on Making Life Brighter Radio, so if you go back to the June archives, you can listen to that show and find out more about the movie Vaxxed. It was turns out to be our number two listen-to show, and it was amazing. So many people are upset about that in that particular movie because it's controversial regarding vaccines. But as we go forward, and what healers have known for many years is that there's a danger in overloading a system with too much toxicity. So take a listen to that show and educate yourselves. Research what you want to research about it. Ask the questions that you need to ask. Find out more. And you can do that by going back to the archives on the player at makinglifebrighter.com. And you can find all the shows that we've done there, including the Vaxxed show, the show with Dr. Andrea Labuti, who is the host of the Awakened Autism Summit, and even the doctor that I worked with in Denver who has the very special gyro stim that is being used for concussions and for pro athletes and those suffering with autism. So there's quite a bit that uh, is being offered for you to take advantage of. So this Friday, don't forget to go and sign up, register for your all-access pass, and you can do that by going to makinglifebrighter.com and on the events page there'll be a direct link where you can register so go to the events page at makinglifebrighter.com and you can register on friday for the free all-access pass i'd like to remind you of the shows that i have begun doing with the olympic athletes and the olympic hopefuls and i travel to lake placid new york where they train and where they are even competing and at, and you can check out my first interview with skeleton slider savannah graybill and savannah is a tremendous athlete she is so energetic and vivacious and she has a dream in front of her since she was a little girl and i'd love for you all to join in around the world because there's so many of you around the world that are listening and learn what makes these people extraordinary. What makes these people tick? And this is why I've chosen to do this series, because this is fascinating to find out why Olympic athletes are maybe different than the rest of us. And what is that difference? What makes that so amazingly rare? So I've done this series, Inside the Mind of an Olympic Athlete, What It Takes to Be Great. And you can check that out on the archives as well. And you can listen to Savannah's take on that. And we'll have more upcoming athletes in the next few weeks. And listen in in December to find out about more of the bobsled runners. And wow, those are amazing. These people are incredible. Some of them have already been to the Olympics. Some are repeating that whole thing. And what's amazing to me is that even though you've been to the Olympics, you still have to do it all over again. And it's really similar to someone that's striving for a spiritual achievement or even in this case, like enlightenment. Because once you get to a certain level, just because you got there, that doesn't mean it's over. But isn't that true of music and isn't that true of anything? Sort of like they say it's lonely at the top and once you get there, you have to now maintain that. It's, it's just fascinating. So I share that with you in hopes that you'll really enjoy that and all the people that are participating with it. It's an inspiring story. And I want to bring to your attention, <laughs> if you haven't heard the show on Howard Riley, 
you have to go back and check that out. And you have to go back and see why almost 4,000 people looked at his video on Making Life Brighter on Facebook. So go check out Howard Riley's special video in the ice arena that I posted last week or two weeks ago now in the ice arena and what he had to say about the 1980 Olympic gold with the hockey team and how we beat the Russians. Howard gave such a fantastically inspiring memory of that moment of winning gold. And I, I think you'll agree if you take a listen to it. And go check it out. Go to the Making Life Brighter Facebook page and find the post with Howard Riley. You can't miss him. He's 86 with a head of white hair. He looks a little bit like Santa Claus. And he's got that twinkle in his eye and all that. But the people's posts of what they remembered from that day or how they experienced that day is great. And he had a ton of shares. So go check it out on Facebook at Making Life Brighter. And now I'd like to get to our preparedness. When I started in the CERT team out here on the West Coast, the reason I began a preparedness trend was because what we do in the physical plane also affects other planes of existence and how we also tune into other planes of existence affects the physical. And I was living on the ocean at the time during the Thailand tsunami and a few weeks later, we got the rollback of it on the west coast of California. At the same time, we were having tremendous El Nino effect, rains, mudslides, oh my gosh. And I ended up being stranded because the highway was blocked off from mudslides. At the same time, the tsunami was coming onto the shore, and water was literally coming up over the house, and I had a bucket in the bathroom collecting water as it came through the ceiling. And that was phenomenal. So <laughs> I looked at all that and I thought to myself, I'm a member of the local CERT team, which everyone should go and visit or become a member of in their community. And that's a FEMA-based volunteer operation that's run in every city. But the CERT team was amazing then. And the CERT team was responsible for quite a bit of the things that were happening in the Malibu area. And your CERT team is probably and likely, unbeknownst to many of you, working readily around the clock for different things in your area. Well, what happened is with that mudslide, I had sort of an insight and I went to the director of the CERT team and said, hey, um, where's the evacuation space for this area? And he said, there isn't one. And I said, you mean in Malibu there isn't one at all? And he said, no. And I said, okay. So then I found the mayor, and I I told the mayor about the idea that I had about putting disaster relief bins all along the coastline. And he thought that was a great idea. And then they took it to the city council, and the city council eventually voted it in and got it through. And then the CERT team was off and running. And within a year's time, we had the first of its kind ever done in the world, laid down several sea containers full of disaster and evacuation supplies, which are still in place and were then used almost immediately for fire evacuation. And so that kind of began the thinking process for me, and it stemmed into other facets. Now, as a healer, 
I basically have taken many of the things that I know and I travel with certain herbs. I always travel with certain things. And that just becomes a natural extension of my everyday life. But it got me thinking, you know, there's fires out here. There could be a tsunami. There could be mudslides. There could be an earthquake. I need to be able to get up and walk away with whatever I have. I need to be able to have a backpack in the ready in every room or like upstairs, downstairs in the car type of thing and be able to put it on and either go or walk away. So it got me thinking about all the things I might need. And you can buy preparedness kits. You can go to earthquake websites. You can get first aid kits of any size, anywhere. Walmart's great for that. Your local pharmacy is great for that. Uh, you can go online and find that. But I want to share with you some of the things that I found are very important and vital if you're going to have a disaster preparedness kit, if you're going to have something that you can get up and walk away with, what would that be? And how is it that you would prioritize what you need? And I would say to you this, after checking and rechecking my backpack, which is heavy now, and I should probably continue to lift weights so that I can make sure I can walk away with that easily, I've whittled down some of my previous choices and as technology improves or time moves on, I have also helped myself by simplifying to maybe more appropriate things that are being made today. So just a couple of those things I'm going to share with you at the end of this show in the last segment. I'm going to tell you what's in this backpack and why and what it is that we need to focus on for you to have something that you can get up and go with and maybe you might need to use for a while. What if you had to use it for a week or so? Um, this is just one one step in that. But it's something that I want to focus on ongoing. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter and up next, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin. He is the dentist to the stars and he is also one of the best cosmetic dentists in Beverly Hills. We'll be right back with more on Making Life Brighter Radio right here. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the Elephant Care Center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Larry Rifkin, and he is a cosmetic and restorative dentist here in Beverly Hills, California, and he specializes in all kinds of cosmetic dentistry, but he's been taking care of me for years and helping me with my my smile and the health of my gums and my teeth, and I'd like to welcome him today because he's going to explain to us what's on the cutting edge of technology for dentistry today. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Winifred. How are you? I'm well, thank you. This is wonderful to have you here today, and and thank you for taking time out to speak with us, because everything about Making Life Brighter is about experts in their field and people on the cutting edge of technology, and you are right there. You're working with celebrities. You're working with the people at the top of their field. You're out lecturing. You're teaching. Tell us what it is that you are offering here at this particular office. Well, in my practice, you know, it's evolved for over almost 40 years, and uh, I'm still feeling young and passionate, uh, even more so than when I got out of dental school. Uh, A lot of opportunities have come across in my career, and I keep growing and learning and teaching. And the more I teach, the more I learn, of course, and the more we like to become innovative. And there's so many things in dentistry that have become amazing actually solutions that patients are getting the benefits of all the technology and the better protocols and the better uh, treatments that we're providing from the basis of health uh, to oral cancer screening head and neck examinations which I think are critically it's a foundation of dentistry even though I do a lot of cosmetics the most important thing is that I have a healthy patient and I've had patients in my practice for 25 and 30 years the uh, the amazing thing is, is that we can save lives in dentistry by being very thorough, being very disciplined about how we examine our patients on our recare or what people will call checkups. So it's very, very important to me that not just my hygienists who see my patients twice to sometimes four times a year for cleanings, which are really much more than cleanings, but we can eliminate bacteria that cause a lot of systemic diseases just by having patients be very aware of why we're cleaning their teeth, what we're trying to do, and patients don't even know why we measure pockets. And uh, a foundational part of periodontal disease uh, is developing uh, uh, the understanding of how we clean out the gum tissue underneath the the edges of the gum tissue, which is where we measure pockets from. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of those same bacteria that are in our mouths, which is a portal of entry for bacteria for our entire body, because the gums can bleed and bacteria can go through the one cell layer thickness, not to get too complicated for your your audience and for all of us, but my patients want to know why and they should know why. A lot of the same bacteria are found in the arteries of our hearts that also cause heart disease, stroke, pulmonary embolism, early birth uh, 
birth deliveries, and a lot of other diseases, even Alzheimer's, they're finding the same bacteria in our mouth or go into our bodies through our mouths. So I can't emphasize strongly enough that patients should come in twice a year at least for your dentist to do a very thorough head and neck examination, which means we feel the salivary glands, the lymph nodes in the neck, the thyroid gland, because sometimes you may not see your physician often enough to have them examine that area of your mouth or your head and neck area. And we get an opportunity to do that so frequently. How often do you find something when you do that? You know, it's uh, it's fortunately for the patients, it's not very often, but uh, I would say once a year or twice a year, I might find a patient that I will refer to an oral surgeon to do a biopsy or just examine an area. Most of the time, it's really pretty innocuous and benign. But on occasion, rare occasion, it has become uh, a more serious potential. If we catch it early, like a, like a cancer, an early squamous cell cancer, carcinoma inside the mouth, mm-hmm. or a salivary gland that develops a plug or a stone just like a kidney, uh, we can prevent a lot of problems. We can prevent it from spreading. We can catch it at such an early stage that the treatment is minimal. And new innovations in, in even head and neck surgery, let's say you have a squamous cell carcinoma, a little lesion that barely shows you have no symptoms, but we see something or we feel a lump, totally painless, and we find that it could be cancer, or it is cancer uh, confirmed by a biopsy. With robotic surgery, the new technologies that we can eliminate these lesions at such a point where we may be able to eliminate chemotherapy and radiation, which is huge for patients. So the dentist, the dentist that is looking thoroughly in your mouth can avoid really serious complications from having an oral lesion. Now, of course, a lot of what we do, we very seldom find this type of problem, but we need to look all the time. We need to be vigilant. You know, I do a lot of cosmetics, but my foundation for my cosmetics is based upon function, health, predictability, and trying to minimize the amount of dentistry that a patient will need in their future and also protect their their general systemic health. Now, who would be a candidate for cosmetic dentistry on average? Well, I'm, I'm a minimalist in a certain way. Of course, I do lots of reconstruction and I do full makeovers for patients that either need it or want it if it would be a benefit to them. Uh, anybody is a, is a candidate for minimal cosmetic uh, treatments such as maybe teeth whitening and that's it. Maybe a little corner of a tooth is chipped and just needs to have some direct bonding and just to make a better looking smile and symmetry. You know, a lot of my patients also want to have a beautiful face. They come to me to just look better. And of course, they they want a better smile. And of course, the smile is not just the teeth. It's also the gum tissue. And it's also the lips and the surrounding tissues and soft tissues of the face in the lower third of the face. And so I have been trained in doing filler injections and Botox in the appropriate areas for both dental facial pain and to improve someone's smile. So there's a whole gamut of cosmetic treatments from basically something so simple as teeth whitening to minor tooth movements such as Invisalign or removable appliances to just fixing a corner of a tooth to actually doing uh, veneers which would change a patient's smile radically and beautifully and naturally should they happen to have a series of cosmetic blemishes such as dark teeth, stained teeth, crooked teeth, chipped teeth, teeth with a lot of old restorations. And the beautiful thing about some of the new restorations that we have, the materials are so incredible that we don't need to use metal at all anymore except in really rare circumstances of large bridgeworks and frameworks but we can we've eliminated the metal we don't get the dark edges around crowns we don't get that 
you know, artificial look of, of a tooth that's been made as a crown. And we try to do it with, with materials that we don't even have to shave the tooth down hardly at all. We can do it with minimal, minimally invasive procedures. And the materials are so lifelike in the right hands with the right technician that are artisans, that are well-trained in natural beauty. You know, some of the my background in art, being an art major and being a sculptor, and I've sold many pieces because I just love art. It's not my my source of income but because I've had them in galleries uh, my art history my background in doing art has helped me tremendously in delivering beautiful smiles that look very natural and believable not the, you know the chiclet artificial look so I recommend and I and I actually teach classes I just came back from um, a meeting that we had a few weeks ago in Huntington Beach and uh, it's the AMED group which is Academy of Microscope Enhanced Dentistry which I am now currently was just uh, appointed and voted in as president for this year for 2017 we are leading uh, the dental community or trying to as part of many other groups in precision dentistry part of that is the utilization of uh, magnification and illumination with a dental operating microscope this is huge in dentistry it's about precision everything that we do in dentistry and in medicine should be done precisely and with great diagnostic ability and those things are enhanced with some of the technologies that we have such as the microscope such as CAD CAM uh, uh, technology and, and printing 3d printing such as um, are you creating uh, crowns with 3d printing and things like that or prototypes thereof we, we have we can uh, there are other methods that are equally or probably more precise and more aesthetic although the CAD cam is a very viable technology it's really good what would you use it for uh, CAD CAM is, is great for 3D visualization of, let's say, surgical guys replacing implant, implants with precision. Uh, CAD CAM crowns and inlays are very good, very good materials, very good results. I think we do a little bit better because there's another method called pressing and then cut back and layering to make an even more enhanced, more natural aesthetic look. But CAD CAM is a great technology. It's getting better and better and it probably will be the standard of care in the future. Right now it's still very acceptable, very good materials. Um, it all, it's not just about the technology, it's about the knowledge behind it, who's using it and how well they use it. So you have to be experienced with any one of these technologies. You know, there's, uh, I just went to my eye doctor and they have some incredible machinery that is measuring not only glaucoma but the retina in the back of the eye and, and new lenses and replacement of cataract uh, lenses and I mean the technology is just exploding in medicine and dentistry as well as CT scanning 3d uh, evaluation of your skeletal system allows us to see precisely the quantity and quality of bone that may be remaining if you need to have a dental implant placed or doing things that such as orthognathic surgery correcting deficient jaws correcting bites I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful world in dentistry today. And uh, again, it's about precision. And so going back full circle to the microscope, uh, the laboratory should use a, a microscope because when we get back to my original talk about bacteria in the mouth, the better a restoration fits, which means a, what's a restoration? A restoration could be a veneer or a crown or a filling. And the edges, the way that fits next to the tooth creates either a minor gap as precise as we want to be down to the micron level, but we have to have the smallest gap and the smallest edge, the smoothest edge, the smoothest transition. Because if we don't, if we have rough edges or gaps or shelves, we have harbors for bacteria, which again cause either dental decay, dental inflammation, 
periodontal bone loss, or systemic diseases. So utilizing technology for magnification and illumination creates precision that helps eliminate bacteria. And that's one of the things that the microscope is so important for. And, and the artistic standpoint of it, it's so important to look at a face as a total composition. Everybody has a different face, different set of lips, and different symmetries or asymmetries, and we can look at that precisely and plan out the most natural and personalized smile to make it so beautiful for the individual patient. And even if it's just one tooth in one corner. I mean, not everybody needs a full mouth makeover, but some people do. And if you're going to redesign someone's smile, you need to look at the entire face, not just the teeth or the lips. You have to look at the facial structure. Is it round? Is it square? Is it oval? Is it age appropriate? I mean, should, should somebody in their 70s or 50s have the same teeth that someone in their teens or 20s should have? Probably not. It'll probably stand out as being hmm, maybe a little yeah. bit too young. It doesn't look quite right in that face. There's all kinds of beautiful smiles. Someone that is a male versus a female or different racial structures have different facial structures and different skin tones that could direct an, a more personalized smile and how we pick the color of the porcelains and, and shape the teeth and how much wear should be available and what the shape of the teeth should be. I mean, it's so much fun. I mean, I have, I'm really excited about dentistry yeah, now. It, Get me it, all charged up. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like creating art for each face, right? Yeah, it, it really is. It's a composition. And that's why uh, I love the fact that I was fortunate enough before I decided to be a dentist that I was an art major in school and I learned a lot of the basic disciplines of art, of uh, drawing and painting and sculpting because we can apply those skills and that visual art skill to doing dentistry and making beautiful smiles. That's wonderful. We'll be right back more right here in Beverly Hills with Dr. Lawrence Rifkin. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. 
If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and we're here today with Dr. Lawrence Rifkin in Beverly Hills, California, at his office. And he's talking about cutting-edge technology and dentistry today and cosmetic dentistry as well and how that then affects our health and our entire system. So it's not just about smiles and about healthy teeth. It's about a whole-body approach today. And he was explaining to us in the last segment uh, the new technologies that are available and are upcoming and I'd like to go back to your artistry. Uh, where did you go to school to learn your art of sculpting, specifically? Okay, um, my art background was I was in college. I went to uh, Cal State Long Beach or Long Beach State College, which is in California. And uh, for while I was doing a biology major, thinking of being a, a dentist or a physician or who knows what, uh, I really got into art as well. So I was an art major with a physical education minor after I completed my biology major and uh, waiting to either be accepted to medical school or dental school. But in that process, I had always liked art. And so I got a minor in art and I got a lot of experience in all different medium, uh, from drawing, painting, to woodworking, to metal, welding and sculpture. Uh, that was the basics of it. And, at, and uh, at some point, I obviously pulled the trigger and went to dental school. And I enjoyed that. And I found out working for my uncle, who was a dentist, working in his laboratory, that I could apply my art skills to the art of build, making teeth and beautiful smiles. It wasn't until about mm, 20 years later into my practice that I revisited art and art classes because I, other than doing other things in the evening after you uh, completed a nice day of work, I started taking this art class. And I started going back to painting, which I really loved. But I also went into a sculptor, sculpting class, and I found that that was really my passion. So I started taking private lessons uh, in an area, in an art school in Brentwood, California. And I did that for about three, four years. And just uh, so many pieces that I was able to create and learn the process of not only sculpting, but also casting and uh, making them in bronze and marble and um, and where and can people find your artwork today uh, well they can find my artwork uh, I have a website uh, rifkinsculpture.com uh, there are pieces that are for sale I don't really market it because I do it more for the fun of it but I have sold quite a few pieces but you can see the samples of my work in, in that uh, website uh, a lot of my pieces are here in my office I uh, just had an art show down in Huntington Beach but uh, we'll see where it goes with that you know it's, 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 to me it's, it's a passion that uh, I, I enjoy quite a lot obviously well, your passion also extends over into your work and, and taking each person individually. But, you know, it's not just about aesthetics. It's about what's coming in terms of the best products to put inside of a human body. So we used to, you know, a few years back, it was like everybody take out the amalgam. Mm-hmm. Get the amalgam out of your mouth, and then it became what, porcelain? Is that it? I mean, what's the best product to have in your mouth for... You know, people are arguing whether titanium is right. actually good for you or not, and is it is it taking in bodies? Tell us what that what what's out there today, and what we should expect. Well, this comes into the realm of uh, material science, bio bio uh, biologically compatible materials that we use in dentistry. A lot of them we have invented that are now used in medicine. 
uh, such as titanium. You mentioned that. Dental implants have been proven over the last 50 years now to be very biocompatible, and titanium is one of the best materials for bone to grow into and what we call integrate. And whereas before, I remember my mother had a hip replacement surgery with uh, that upper part of the hip bone, the femur, that fit into the little ball and socket, sort of into the hip bone itself, into the pelvis. And they used to take a dental material called methyl methacrylate, which is an acrylic, and cement into the femur, the long bone, uh, this stainless steel rod. We found out that over time, that would start to deteriorate because the methyl methacrylate dental material was which was never meant to be used in orthopedic surgery, you know, it did work for a while, but it didn't work as long as it, uh, it could have now. Today's materials are made out of titanium, and lots of dental studies, lots of research, double-blind studies, and long-term research showed that titanium, pure titanium inserted into bone, human bone, will last decades. I'm talking 30, 40, 50 years, and medicine has also taken some of the that idea and that that biomechanical metal material research and apply that towards their prostheses in hip bone replacement and knee replacement so a lot of materials now have transitioned in medicine to titanium from dental research Uh, when you talk about let's say teeth themselves where you mentioned amalgam silver fillings uh, the mixture of silver tin and mercury together has been shown that you know mercury is a toxin uh, it's still a bit controversial in certain areas uh, whether amalgam is really deleterious to your health because of the mercury but most of the science shows that the mercury that we absorb in our bodies is more from fish working in a mercury environment but it's still not the best material even if it were proven not to be a health risk there are much better materials today Remember, amalgam was invented 150 years ago and is a very durable material, but it doesn't do anything to strengthen a tooth that has been uh, broken down by decay. It just fills the hole. And it's strong, and it does last, but it doesn't seal the tooth against bacteria. It doesn't strengthen the tooth because once you get a hole in that tooth, you have a wall of enamel, which could be as thin as an eggshell, which is very weak. But what we have today, without having to cover teeth with crowns, we have things called inlays, and the best materials are usually a ceramic form. Most of them today, the strongest ones that we've gone through an evolution of materials is called lithium disilicate. And that lithium disilicate is a form of porcelain ceramic that looks so natural and so tooth-like you could hardly tell a tooth has ever been touched. But the more important thing about it it's biocompatible. It's bonded in. It has no metal in it whatsoever. And when it's bonded in, what does bonding mean? It means we are actually biomechanically and chemically connecting a artificial material, an artificial material such as the lithium disilicate, to the enamel so that those walls of enamel that surround the hole where the decay was are now bound together to this new material that's very enamel-like and the fragility is eliminated of those enamel walls. So we don't have to cut down an entire tooth to surround it with gold or another material porcelain or porcelain metal or even just pure porcelain. We can be what we call minimally invasive. We call it bioemulation to some degree. We try to just replace the material that's been lost in the tooth. So we don't have to cut away as much tooth structure. We can really restore a tooth, strengthen the tooth, make it look natural, eliminate the biochemical 
health risks of materials that really don't belong in the body and uh, we can do it in such a way that it's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and it lasts you know that's such a great material science that uh, it's evolving in dentistry now what do you do when someone has say a dry socket or they have a bone infection how do you treat those things or do you treat those things what what's the technology today for you know how they used to do something like that and and you Mm -hmm. go into that well, you, you go into an area, now you're talking about either oral surgery or periodontology, when a tooth is absolutely hopeless to be restored, either because of bone loss, infection, fractured roots, severe decay. Things like that can make a tooth hopeless to restore. The good news is that we can, even when we have to remove a tooth, we don't have to take teeth, neighboring teeth and cut them down for, to make a bridge in many cases. So we can place dental implants in there. So what do you do when a tooth is extracted and you have the, the little hole where the roots used to be? Uh, certainly we sterilize, clean the area out, and we usually try to rebuild it by doing some bone grafting in there with some artificial materials or uh, we're bone growing materials that are totally biocompatible, no risk at all uh, for infection at all. And that rebuilds the bone back so that we can maybe in, in the future place a dental implant. The, if you have an infection of a dry socket, certainly we have medications that we pack in there until the infection is solved or the circulation is restored. The body will heal given enough time. A dry socket just usually means it's delayed healing because of uh, compromised blood circulation. And without getting too technical, the, uh, there are many medications that we can pack in there and allow the body to heal at its pace. But we also try to fill that hole immediately with a bone growing material that will help us in the future be able to place a dental implant to replace just that tooth that's missing and not have to affect any other teeth that may be virgin or don't need any you know, restorative materials on them. Now, what do you feel about the argument of fluoride? Pro or con fluoride? Oh, I think, you know, you're going to find a study that's going to prove anything you want to hear. So fluoride has definitely been proven to be an anti-cavity material and application. It definitely will reduce the amount of decay. Whether, and it's usually, you know, a little bit is good, a lot's not good. It's like, you know, aspirin or water. You can die from drinking too much water, okay? Um, so there's nothing wrong with fluoride that I have seen in the studies when it's done in the one part per million, either in toothpaste or water, uh, etc. But, you know, it's an ongoing study. Our medicine must continue to do research on it to see the total impact of anything that we put in our body, anything that we breathe, anything that we eat. You know, nutrition is incredibly important. Stress and sleep. There's so many aspects to, to holistic health that in dentistry, we look at everything. We want to make sure that no matter what we're doing, we're constantly improving it. That's why we went from amalgam to gold, from gold to other materials. We're, no matter what works today, there must be something better in the future. What's coming in dentistry that's not here yet, but it's on, it's on the cusp? What's out there? Oh, there's a lot of things uh, growing in animal, enamel uh, genetically, you know, in the laboratory to see if we can regrow a tooth. You know, it's like cloning a tooth. These are things that are being done in research. Uh, vaccines against decay or against periodontal disease. These are things that are going on in research in laboratories. The material study, as I said, it's ongoing. It's endless. The technology that we're being able to use smaller and smaller devices to be able to get more accurate uh, uh, pictures of teeth and even a new device that I just got called a carry view. Carry view is a high intensity light and transillumination of a tooth to find decay without having to use a dental x-ray and it's another adjunct uh, technology to help eliminate 
things that even with the small amount of radiation that we use today in digital x-rays, let's see if we can do it with zero, okay? Yeah, that's so that's fantastic. An, yeah, it's another great uh, thing to do. Uh, we do uh, pH testing of saliva. We look at your tendency, what kind of bacteria you have doing cultures inside your mouth to try to see your... your uh, propensity for decay or periodontal disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so many different types of research, uh, it's really hard to enumerate all of them. And of course I mentioned you know, 3D uh, CT scanning, minimal radiation, seeing the jaws, seeing the teeth, seeing actually the sinuses and other parts of the jaw with very little radiation. It's nothing like medical CT. Dental cone beam CT radiation or uh, uh, radiology, taking pictures of three dimensions of the bone is amazing. To do the lower face, which means the upper and lower jaws, just to determine do you have any problems with the jaws or the teeth or root canals or even need for dental implants, that x-ray is half of what a normal set of dental x-rays is, is usually about 18 films. So patient came in to me this morning very concerned about it I absolutely appreciate all of our concerns about radiation uh, so much technology has been done to minimize the risk and give us good information that's useful and valuable to the patient to to overall be a much better benefit to them well this has been fantastic I can't say thank you enough and and hopefully we can do it again as time progresses and we can ask the, what's next and what's n- coming up for us so thank you for coming but i ask everybody the same question at the end of an interview what makes your life brighter oh well first of all let me thank you for having me on the show i really (laughs) appreciate this is an honor for me and i love sharing uh knowledge and my experience with my patients and uh what makes me happy is uh, being able like i just said sharing it um Continuing to teach and speak with both dentists and the public uh, is is a joy for me. It keeps me fresh. Uh, it allows me to feel like I'm doing something good, you know, to the public, for the public. And uh, I love growing and learning. I, I I look in all other technologies. I go to all kinds of seminars. I don't care if it's on yoga, or it's on uh, the TED Talk types of shows. I think we can learn from from everything. And and uh, just growing, learning, and, and and having fun with my patients who become my best friends for many many years is a joy for me and 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 anytime you want me to come back on i'm i'm thrilled to oh well we'll do that for sure thank you so much for being here again dr lawrence rifkin and we are here in beverly hills you can find his office here on camden drive at 414 north camden drive thank you and we'll be right back you're listening to making life brighter Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the Elephant Care Center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and that was amazing. Thank you, Dr. Rifkin, for being a part of our show today because it's great to stay on the cutting edge of what's out there and what's coming, and it sounds to me like there's some really neat things coming for us in our benefit with dentistry. And now I'd like to take you back, while we have a few minutes, to the preparedness kit. And I'd like to share with you some of the things that are in my walk-away backpack. And one of those things is a headlamp. I want to jump right in because this is really important. And another thing I want to say is that if you get a backpack and you get sort of something that's more camping oriented to some degree and they have soft back backpacks now, you can use this for anything. You can use it as your go away backpack and I've kept it in my car for some time now and I have another one, a smaller version in my room in case there's an earthquake and one extra one in the garage just because. I mean, you never know. Let's say that something happened to you, but you were prepared and somebody else used what you prepared. So it's not just all about us individually. We have no idea how things would work out and you never know how it could be used collectively. But what I have here is a headlamp. And a good example of checking your bag is that my headlamp no longer works. And that means I have to check the batteries in this headlamp and make sure that it would work were I to need it immediately. So having a checkup to your bag every, you know, few months even is a good idea. It's kind of why the military people, you know, check and recheck and check and recheck. They do that a hundred million times so they know exactly where things are almost by default. Um, in this bag, something that I have is a magic marker, a big magic marker. In the CERT training, if you had to enter a building and mark the building according to, let's say there was a disaster, an earthquake, and if there were people in your apartment building or your complex or your neighborhood, and you were the first to respond there, and you had this type of training, you might need a marker to leave a message, so to speak, for any other responders like the police or the fire to let them know kind of how many people are in there, what the status of the situation is, or what if you needed a marker to leave someone a note because you needed to move on and if someone were going to find you, they need to have a note, but the marker is the only thing that you can write with. There's nothing else anywhere and someone would be able to see that for some time. 
So a marker is used for so many different reasons and it's great. Another thing are gloves. Having some good leather gloves because you don't know if there could be any kind of debris where you are, glass where you are, anything. Whatever it is. You don't know what you need those gloves for, but leather gloves that are sort of good, strong, you know, kind of gardening type gloves or something that's more industrial. That would work really well. And one of my favorite things in my backpack is a bandana. Now a bandana is really helpful because if there were smoke, for example, you could put it around. If there were uh, a need to cover up, be warm, if you needed sort of a napkin, a washcloth, uh, a tissue, it's all in one. The bandana can get wet, dry out, and still be used again. It's a really effective tool for so many reasons. It can be something that protects you from the sun. It just is one of the best. So. One of my favorite items is a crank or solar flashlight. And having a crank or solar flashlight is something that everybody should have all the time in their car or in their house or in their backpack for sure. One of my other favorite items is the plastic bag or the plastic baggie. And the plastic baggie can be used to collect rainwater, for example. It can be used to put food in to carry and walk with if needed. It can be used for all sorts of things that you need to have, collect. It could be your only tool for a while and you might need it that way. So the plastic baggie, preferably Ziploc baggies, are one of the number one tools for your backpack. I would say a strong industrial knife or a Swiss Army knife would be a good idea because in the Swiss Army knife you have all the different tools and you can have the scissors and you can have the pliers and you can have the this and the that so that is a must-have that's really a must-have another thing that's kind of obscure in my bag is a razor I mean you take that for granted but you never know what you might need that for or how it might even come handy to you even in the wilderness so a razor can be used for a lot of things and it also can help with personal hygiene were you to be let's say without running water for a while and starting to feel a little icky. Um, it might be one of those tools that's helpful. Having extra water and a bottle of water in your backpack is of course a no-brainer. But another thing that would be helpful is maybe tea light candles. Tea light candles are contained, they're easy to carry, they're lightweight and all you need is a lighter Matches are great, but you know they can get wet. And you can get waterproof matches, though they're harder to find today. And you can always win by having a lighter or two or three, because a lighter might work in many scenarios. So if you happen to put matches in your bag or waterproof matches, great. But a lighter is something that will last longer and give you some more test of time, kind of. Now it might seem obvious, but not so obvious. The one of the most important things I have is a waterproof cover that goes around my backpack. In the state of California, that may not be as necessary as somewhere else, but a waterproof cover that comes in a little pouch that can fit in the pocket of your backpack might come in really handy to save everything else that you might need to carry around. Another thing is batteries, all kinds of batteries. If you have the need for batteries, 
you might want some extra batteries and you definitely want to check your batteries from time to time as well. Um, maybe everybody doesn't need batteries anymore so much but it's it's good. Another another really important item is plastic bags and not just the Ziploc kind. A bigger plastic bag. What if you found something and needed to gather it and you needed to take it somewhere? Now this sounds a little bit kinda like Grizzly Adams here but you know what? It's true. You don't want to find yourself in the woods somewhere or in a mountaintop or with bears around. You might need to lift up your food. You might need to figure out, you know, if you're in a desperate scenario for a little while, whatever you gather, have, or keep might be something you want to raise up or put out of um, an animal's reach. So plastic bags, other plastic bags might be helpful for that too. My favorite thing to have are safety pins. Safety pins are a necessity. So are carabiners. Safety pins, carabiners, a whistle, and I have a whistle on my pack with a temperature gauge on it and a compass on it as well. I also have hand sanitizer and I even have a little deodorant just in case and a comb and some things for just basic hygiene as well as a knee brace and Vaseline. Vaseline is very important because you never know what you're going to run into or what you will need to use that for. Um, aloe vera is a great thing to have and aloe vera on the go is very important because it can heal just about everything inside and out. I also have a big fat piece of chalk which I learned from the CERT team as a way to mark an area again if needed. So that's just the beginning of what I'm going to continue with as we go forward. And I want to thank you for listening today. I hope you go and make someone else's life brighter. Go jolly, everybody. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>